Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun! And enjoy the episode. Hello again and welcome to episode 16 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, coming to you from London, and with me... Like the best friends I've got. James Ross. Bryn Monroe. Ben Meredith. Lydia Nicholas. And who are you playing? My other best friends. <sighs> I'm playing uh, Sir Bertrand McGuffingham, a knight and friend of the working man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just rolling up my backup character since I'm pretty sure I died in the last episode. <laughs> who yeah. were you playing? I, Hamid, dearly departed Hamid, <laughs> a halfling sorcerer. <laughs> Zolf, who might be in a bit of stormy water with Poseidon. Oh. Sasha, who is unconscious. At the very least. At the least. He's yeah. hoping you've got your limbs. Could could be could be dead. Yeah. As we've discovered, a peg leg really isn't that that <laughs> thick. Uh, no, it's pretty bad. And imagine how bad two peg arms will be for a two-handed fighter. <laughs> Unless those pegs are gatling guns. <laughs> that fire knives. <laughs> Anyway, so last thing that happened, just to run through quickly everything that's happened with the uh, episodes. The party was sent back down into other London to chase what happened with the simulacrum. After a run-in with some of uh, Sasha's old gang, they eventually managed to make their way to the compound of the people who had actually messed around with everything and blown things up and all that kind of thing. They managed to take out the guards with a cunning statue-based disguise Mm. and ambush, (laughs) befriended a dog who is potentially not the the best dog dog in the world. (laughs) And then they uh, infiltrated the uh, compound, but accidentally set off a trap at the entrance, which alerted them they came down. And then about 16 crits later, (laughs) managed to uh, take out the the apparent spellcaster, one of the others, and Sasha, after an epic, epic diplomacy role and really heartfelt speech and plea, allowed the last one to escape who had no hand in the uh, stuff to do with the simulacrum, on condition that he said where the things were. He told them a couple of interesting things. I did not follow that advice. (laughs) (laughs) One of which being, don't open the hut. 
So, obviously, everyone then proceeded to investigate various places. Sasha immediately went and opened the hut. I, no, after I had taken the notebook and I'd given it to Zolf. Very true. That would have been if hilarious if you'd have buried it. Yeah. Yeah. You, didn't, you didn't mention the mysterious idiot who appeared briefly to try and set fire to, a, to a, oh, yes, the that, upper floors. There may have been a fourth enemy. That? I don't know who that might have been. Yeah. But the heroic Zolf yes. yeah. put it out. <laughs> it's so good he was here. Otherwise, that fire would never have started. In, in many ways, he's the fourth emergency service. <laughs> <laughs> Seventh, if you encounter mountain rescue, coast guard, and the other one that I've forgotten. Traffic wardens. Traffic wardens. <laughs> are, in many ways, the sixth None emergency less. service. Sasha managed to open the hut only to have it literally explode in her face, blowing her backwards, knocking her out, apparently caving in a building on Hamid. You, you described it as a hut entirely filled with gunpowder, as I recall. Uh, barrels of. Barrels of gunpowder. And Alchemist Fire hung precariously, deliberately over Above the top. The and to remind pad. our readers, Alchemist Fire is effectively napalm. So there was an enormous napalm-based explosion. Oh, sticky fire. Oh, yeah. sticky fire. So we will pick up from Zolf suddenly saying he'll chase after Sasha. Yes. Cold open. Sasha! Sasha! Taking so, along. Yep, Zolf, you head out. The first thing you see is fire has been thrown everywhere. And there's patches of bit on fire, patches of wall on fire. Coming around the corner, you see that the entire corner, which was in front of the hut, just blown out. The wall's gone. It's all flattened. Bits of hut are still raining down. You can't see the hut itself because it's still on the far side of the pile of rubble that is now the church. Did I mention the church is rubble? Because the church is rubble. It appears to have thankfully not fallen on you guys, but it's still very much just in pieces, bits of it are still collapsing. There's maybe a hunk of wall left of the steeple, but it's it's been really heavily damaged. The vicarage apparently has also collapsed inwards on itself, and yeah, it's just totally. And there's bits of stone on fire with obviously that sort of sticky fire stuff. It's it's a proper train wreck of a place. If the train was full of fire, <laughs> <laughs> excellent. I continue to to desperately go forward towards where the door was and see if I can find Sasha. So heading there, yeah, you make it closer and there's there's a visible crater. Um, the entire corner that is nearest to the Thames has just fallen away and has now just sort of collapsed downwards. So there's now a slope down to the water. There's bits of hut spread out all along it. You give me a perception check. Not terrible. It is 14. 14, you see no sign of Sasha. That is not anywhere. I remain. You, you remain uncomfortable. <laughs> right? um, I will start running around where the door was mm-hmm. and casting um, create water uh, to try and start putting some of the fire out. See if I can unearth her sure. body. You you manage to start putting out some of the fires. There's, there's not a sign. Of, like there's there's no sign of Sasha there at all. Should I be like rolling for? continuing to take damage. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm going to deliberately keep what you're doing uh-huh. completely separate from this lot right, and then right. we'll jump back and deal with what happened to you cool. immediately after getting knocked. Okay, so thinking logically, mm-hmm. if there was an explosion and she was at the door, the second law of physics says she'll go the other way. Yep. So I'm going to start tracing a line back from the, where the door was mm-hmm. to see if I can Give find me another that. perception check. That's much better. 23. You find Sasha about 40 feet distant from the door. She's been blown through where the uh, wall once was. And there's bits of wood like embedded in it. You manage, you find her almost up to her neck in like muck and filth and detritus and things. 
And you might want to give me a hill check on it. Yes. Takes about 45 minutes to walk those 40 feet. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Actually, no. I'm not even going to bother. I'm casting Stabilize on her straight okay, away. Okay, that's waste fine. Time. She is alive. You know she's alive. Okay, I will then... Um, oh, and she looks awful. Really bad. I will then um, grab my holy symbol, which is the Driftwood Dolphin, mm-hmm. and say, look, I know I haven't got you anything recently, but help me out here, and I will get you loads of really good sacrifice, okay? Just do it. And channel energy. Okay. Um, so that means that I uh, send out a wave of energy, 30 foot, uh, positive mm-hmm. energy, um, which will do uh, 1d6 plus 1d6 for every two cleric levels, so I will do 1d6. So give me the roll for the... Oh, yep, sure heal. thing. Three. Okay, so that's three. three plus... Three. Just three? Yeah. She remains unconscious. Okay. I will... Uh, is she on fire? She's not on fire. Hey! <laughs> it appears that the majority of her door hit her and lodged in bits of her, but didn't actually... It shielded her from just being on fire and dead. Okay. Yay, but also boo! I'm... <laughs> Let's put it this way. There was three tiers to that reflex save. That was a worst tier. Alright. I um I will do some actual uh medicine on her or field triage sure, sure. basically and try and remove the worst of the um sort of splinters in a safe sure. way. Give me a heal check. Heal not twenty. Twenty, okay. I'm gonna say it takes a while. So I'm gonna jump to the other members of the party. We will start with Bertie. Zolf has just run off yelling Sasha Sasha Sasha. You are remaining with a person and a dog which is going <laughs> Brutal! Brutal! <laughs> the dog appears to be underneath a uh, chunk of rubble and so on. Oh. Oh, I left the chunk of rubble off. Yeah, the dog's there. It, it's, it's conscious. It's got a little bit of a dicky leg. Oh. It kind of tries to stand and gives a little bit of a stumble. Tries to stand, then it comes over and just licks your burnt armour. Oh. <laughs> oh. Do I have to do a will save against how adorable this is? <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to say that no, no will save no, you give no. will protect you from how adorable <laughs> this is. Oh, I have no ability to heal you whatsoever. Um... <laughs> I just I have a wounded dog. There's, there's, there's nothing <laughs> I can do here. Bertie has been completely stumped. I know. The dog gives a perception roll. Oh, and takes ten. <laughs> By rolling a ten. It proceeds to limp slowly towards the vicarage, going... <gasps> oh, my goodness. Hammond! Hammond! Uh, what does the vicarage look like? It looks like it has pretty much caved in. The far wall hasn't exploded out the way the church did but every other wall appears to have collapsed in and is up against it. At which point, rather interestingly, we're going to cut to Hamid. <laughs> you haven't taken that much damage. No. You are able to move. You were in less than a five-foot sort of square on the battle map, as it were. That's okay. I only take up three. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you are very much like you're not crushed or anything. No. You, you got there by sheer luck but yes. nonetheless there's there's also halflings are known to be lucky yeah you are uh, yeah i'm choking on all the uh, dust that gets thrown up in sure. rubble do you give a cry out or anything like uh, that I, i'm giving a weak cry <laughs> hello is anyone there you bertie hear nothing <laughs> you don't even get a roll no no let us cut back to zolf You've managed to pack Sasha up. She is just still out of it. She's not um, bleeding, and there's not like hunks of thing. It doesn't look like she's going to suddenly like 
die on you, but she's still out of it. I am rummaging around my pack. I pick up the healing potion that I yep. have. Now I need to make a roll about feeding someone potions. Um, so for feeding someone potions, you can force feed one to people and it takes a standard action. I will do that. Okay. In which case then, um, give the requisite roll for how much it heals. How much is that? D8 plus one. Mm-hmm. So I'm put down those D6s <laughs> and I'll roll that D8. Six. Six. Sasha, congratulations. You become conscious on one hit point. Ooh. <coughs> oh, thank goodness. Okay. <coughs> you feel terrible. Your back hurts almost as much as your front, <laughs> and slowly memory comes that you got blown backwards through the wall, which was a sort of uh, uh, homemade kind of thing, a palisade, as it were. Yeah, you you feel terrible. Yeah, all right, just don't. Yeah, right, don't try and move so much. Screaming will make it feel worse. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's actually physically impossible for your character to feel worse. Trust me, I found you. You were definitely feeling worse. <laughs> I'll tell you, I was feeling anything before. <sighs> Better than this than dead. Now, I I have the worst bedside of <laughs> all healers in the world ever. <laughs> I try and reach inside my. One of the three cure light wounds sure. that I have. I will spell something out both for yourself and for listeners. Mm. So, this is where it gets a little bit more role play in that, technically speaking, mechanically, just being on one hit point, you still have all of your faculties, all of your abilities, and are still technically operating at 100% efficiency. Right. What I normally do is it's really important that they, you do remain operating at 100% for the game mechanics. Mm. What I tend to say is role play it hard yeah. and you're all right and you tend to rule stuff like, you know, oh, with adrenaline that you just don't notice it until the yeah. events pass and then it hits you. So yeah, you're doing right by role playing it while you're at that one. Yeah. Um, but mechanically, if you wanted to, this is where Pathfinder's a bit weird, but it, 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 it needs it for the balance. You could get up and sprint. Do backflips, right. do okay. backflips. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, look, I'm gonna roll a perception check for injury, see if just there's anything else that's happened to sure, 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 sure. That. Because I think you know healing bonuses make you better, but they don't replace the loss of bits. It's mm. you know, terrible wound and things like that. So perception is fifteen. Fifteen. It yeah. would have come up in the heal check as well, but it's a fair point. Oh, you know what? You do notice one of the fingers appears to have been maybe blown off. Uh, look, might have been. Uh, look, might be some superficial damage. Let's just say not as bad as what I got. So that's a plus. <laughs> all right, but you might be slightly lighter oh. than you used to be. What? I've lost a foot. No. What? No. <laughs> what? No, oh, I look down, I can see my feet. <laughs> oh my god, have I lost my feet? I think I can see my feet. No, you, I've you, lost my you've feet. lost a finger, okay? It's oh, but- oh, um, yeah, no, no, that, that, that's, that's not new. That's oh, fine. Right, fair enough. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> can you walk? I don't want to. Oh, all right. Have you got any other healing potions to get you back on your feet? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I suggest that's, a, that's such an other London thing. Uh, uh, I'm dying. Do you have any way of healing yourself? I was asking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I suggest you make use of it. I chug one healing potion. Sure. So again, that's a 1d8 plus... Or is it just 1d8? Yeah, 1d8 plus 1. Four. Yep, so you're up to a formidable five. So, Sasha is at least back in the game. Although her clothes don't get healed. There's holes. 
what was already tatty is now getting tatty by other London standards. Yeah. Well, none of us are probably looking that You all look terrible. Oh, by the way, exploded Zolf, out quite as, you, as you look up at Zolf, he's white from head to foot, and on closer inspection, it's just dust. Mm. It's just rubble and dust from the church that collapsed, like, feet from his face. And I have managed throughout this entire encounter to take zero damage. <laughs> <laughs> yes, which was impressive, let's put it that way. I've done some really good reflex rolls on a zero bonus. <laughs> yeah, you got very lucky. Fought and well, fine. Reflex, <laughs> but yeah, you guys are basically okay. Yeah, I c- can I use your trident as a stick to walk with? No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, someone's are paying pretty hard as a department of work and pensions. <laughs> no, it's right. my holy holy weapon. So I've, <laughs> you I can't you can't risk annoying Poseidon even more. one more moment. Yeah, kind of. I, I walk incredibly slowly mm-hmm. behind Sol. We will cut back to Bertie. What are you doing? Uh, I, at this point, I'm scouring through the rubble, like sure. uh, a uh, Give me. I'm, I'm starting to recover and starting to shout a bit louder now. Give me a strength check what and a perception check. Uh, okay, what strength. You just roll a d20 and add your strength modifier. Strength is nine plus three is twelve. Okay, and perception. 19 minus 1 is 18. Okay. Oh my god, Bertie <laughs> noticed something! <laughs> He's really trying hard, he cares you know about gonna you. Do. There's Wally! <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Don't call me Wally! <laughs> you know, I've been thinking about that puzzle for 20 years! <laughs> Finally, it was there! Sorry, you know what, I, I, again, I don't like to take command, but just for a little bit, showing for having for one moment genuine concern, <laughs> I'd say you throw your helmet off, suddenly, you can hear the cries. <laughs> you take the helmet off, you know, Hamid, where are you? Start digging through. You haven't found him yet, but you can hear Hamid crying. And, and the dog's just kind of snuffling where you're digging. And you're just digging where the dog is snuffling. Team! Yeah! <laughs> where is Zolf and Sasha going? Uh, oh. We need to go back to the others. I don't really want to go back in there. No, we, we, we've got a hostage. We need to get them out. There's any consolation, there's barely an in at this point. <laughs> it's mostly an out of money by now. <laughs> most of my body is like that as well. <laughs> Organs <laughs> everywhere. There, there is, however, still an under, which is where I am. <laughs> <laughs> true. Yep, okay. So I, I just following you. Cool. Uh, my willpower was blown out of. There's any consolation. The only person who heard that you shouldn't have gone in the hut was Hamid. Mm. And he's buried. If he dies, like, no one will know. No, no one will know. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys head back. Head back, yeah. Sure. Uh, you catch, the fire. You catch yes. Bertie. Now things are less urgent. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be because it's only a standard action to cast create water. Mm-hmm. So I will move ten foot, mm-hmm. ca- cast create water, move ten foot for time reasons. So like basically, take you just my time point stuff out, out as you can. Yeah. yeah. So presumably Sasha gets there first. You you re-enter the sort of area and you see Bertie frantically scraping and digging at a, a pile. Um, roll play. Yeah. Oh, there's a dog. Yeah. yeah. Hamid! Hamid! Oh goodness, this is like fighting a halfling in a haystack. Uh, Hamid! Hamid! Putting away the big chunks of... Can you hear me, tiny man? Yes, yes, I'm okay. Thank thank you. I just, I can't get out. Right. Uh, and uh, both then moves to exactly where the sand is coming well, from. At which point Sash is there? Yeah, I'm covered in bruises and blood, and <laughs> I have uh, minus one strength. There's not really... My, I, there's a token effort of me 
holding small things and moving <laughs> very slightly <laughs> away. So I mean, not saying anything, you wander up and start helping. Trying with a question mark. So give me help. one last strength check. You've managed to find Hamid, but there's like a bit of timber. Nineteen plus two. Yeah, sure. So it looks like you lift a giant piece of rubble as yeah. big as you are. There's off a, there's a <laughs> length of timber. There's a length of timber that's been holding the weight of most of the building. Um, and you just see Hamid's face just poke out from underneath, and then, yeah, describe it to me. You have to lift the timber. You've succeeded. Yeah. So describe it to me. Uh, well, Bertie, of course, lifts with his knees on his back. <laughs> <laughs> he's at health and safety yeah, in the workplace. He's, he, look, he's never taken the red of an NVQ, but he, <laughs> he knows it instinctively. Uh, yeah, he uh, moves over, Bertie moves over to um, one end of the massive beam, uh, just kind of grasps it and goes, don't worry, tidy man, we'll have you out of there in a jiffy. And then just heeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeeee
Thank well you. Done. I'm glad Sold. somebody That's noticed. Really, really good. <laughs> yeah, that'd take me like 15 minutes to get out. Uh, Bertie, uh, which is a compliment, actually. I mean, I've got quite a high esteem. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> uh, Bertie picks up the prisoner, just uh, tosses them over the shoulder. We need to get out of here before people turn up looking what the big explosion was about. Seconded. I think we could all do with a little bit of a sit down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, th- we could go back to Greg's tavern. That was quite a short. Walk. I oh, that was a long walk. think we should get straight to Upper London. Not with this guy. Right. Someone might come for him. There might be more gang members. What's or one of the best ways to the surface. Well, I've got the map, haven't I? From before. Yeah, you, you unless, know unless it has been torn up in the explosion, which is entirely. You know what? I'm going to say no. that bits of it are missing, but you can still more than easily get you. Right. I mean, honestly, once you got here, mm. Sasha's got the whole knowledge local thing. You've got a yeah. good memory for how you got here in the first yeah. place. So yeah, you could get them back even without the map at this point. Okay, it's this way. Right. My point, and it is a. I mean, I assume that we begin trudging. It is a long, slow trudge. Every step takes ages, and I whinge. I am afraid you don't even make that far before. Perception rolls. <laughs> Two minus one is one. <laughs> 23. <laughs> also 23. Yeah! <laughs> uh, mine's 16. Sure. Um, to shake things up, everyone apart from Bertie. <laughs> <laughs> the classic. Has the oh, it all become known? Oh, sorry, the, the, so sorry. Let's start calling it the usual, shall yeah. we? <laughs> the dog also rolls terribly. <laughs> That's fine. I love that this dog is like. It's Bertie. I mean, if it had from the beginning been rolling crits, like this is just it could have been a completely different kind of dog. No, <laughs> the magic no, no. of roleplay. Yeah, yeah, you you learn to just accept the way the dice want the game to wonderful. go. <laughs> Yeah. My dog's got no nose. <laughs> How does it smell? Near Bertie and barely then. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys are starting trudging back through the marsh, just back up to where, towards the um, bit of other London you came from, at which point you see quite a large group of people are starting to crest the hill. Um, they have a mobbish look to them. Um, a couple of torches, like as, as in not electric, just flaming and cudgels, things like that. We're getting a Frankensteinian mob. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Although no pitchforks, because, you know, who can farm down here? That's true. Maybe a length of pipe. You know, another London pitchfork. The urban pitchfork. pitchfork. (laughs) A length of pipe and a scowl. Like a big sort of fishing rod type thing with a really big hook on the end that they use to catch rats. Yes. Yep. Mm. One of those, definitely. (laughs) Catch bats out of the air. Yeah, well, can I, is there any chance of me just hiding at this point? Yeah, you've got more than enough time. They're at the top of a hill, you're currently halfway through the marshy bit on the way back to the hill that you look down on. Presumably as a mob, they're very obvious, and we as a small group are not They're crested against the top, they're not trying to hide. You are filthy, covered in mud, beneath the mud you're covered in dust. Unless Hamid took the time to press the digitate every single person, even Hamid, Unless you've been going step, press the digitate, step, press the digitate, no. step, press the digitate. I've started getting dirty again. Yeah, yeah, you're all filthy, covered in mud, you're the same colour as the world around you, and heck, there's bits of, like, still bits of brickwork which you accidentally worked their way into Bertie's armour and thing. You don't even, you barely look person-shaped. Like, yeah, they're not seeing you. I pull everyone into a sort of crevice under a rock, like if there's a, like the sort of thing that we were hiding in two episodes. Sure, back. yeah. Where there's sort of you know a, a like well underneath, yeah. yeah, and I uh, so try and p- pull them back there, and then I glug another of my potions, sure. in, which is I think a D six, D eight, 
We're getting heated. Ooh, eight. Hey, hey, so nine. A nine total. Nice. Right. Okay, in which case, are you all trying to hide? Yes. Let's do a collective stealth roll, and I will have Sasha aiding. Does that make sense? Because yep. she's effectively the expert. So you guys are trying to hide, and she's like, no, put that here, blah, 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 blah. Also the dog. The dog, you'll have to do your best. All right. Try and keep him quiet. Okay. So if, who do you nominate to do your collective stealth roll? Uh, Lydia. Sasha. Yeah, yeah. funny that. Go for Sasha. it. I was going to say, so armor check penalty. Does that apply to stealth? Yes, but if you're completely stationary, it yeah. doesn't. It's, ah, it's, okay. one, it's one of those things where when you're moving around and being stealthy, you it's go more crank. of a factor. Yeah. Honestly, once you're being still and you're just trying to hide, the bonuses go. So for a person who's not moving, it's like plus 40. For a person who's not moving and is also trying really hard to be stealthy, it's like plus 8. It just it ramps enormously. Oh, okay, sure. Oh, I rolled a two. Let's We're say being plus, on we'll, my, yeah, we'll plus my, my sneak. You know, my stealth is eight, so it is ten. We will blame uh, everyone else for just being rubbish at hiding. I'm, I'm also I'm grump. I'm, I'm not pretty good at hiding. Headspace, I'm, yeah. I'm well hidden behind Bertie. As a group, I'm afraid the roll was only a ten. Yeah. So yeah, the, the mob, they start sort of coming down and then they, they start trudging past you and it's clear that they don't seem to be looking for anyone. They're just beelining straight for the compound. However, one trailer, one uh, laggy person kind of sees something and just pops over to uh, investigate, just breaking off from the main loop. Mm-hmm. And yeah, they get a sight of a peg leg. Just a peg leg poking out from an outcropping. Guys, guys, he starts kind of walking closer and the mob kind of start to peter out on their forward movement. I tumble out mm-hmm. of hiding and cast Charm Person. Go for it. What's the DC to beat? 14. 14 to beat. It guys got. And he's kind of go a bit slack and start smiling. <laughs> hey, it's good to see you again. They kind of confuse and go, hi. Hi. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah. <laughs> Just I, I, dead-eyed stare. I think we should move. I think we should I think, I think we probably won't come with everyone. Oh, I right. think, you know, I'm just a bit tired and yeah. everything. I think I'm just going to head back. But you guys go ahead. Right, Don't yeah. let anything stop you. Did you need a hand or anything? No. No, okay. we'll be fine. <laughs> that, that pause was me being like, ooh, maybe. How but far can I twist it? <laughs> deciding it's safe to <coughs> say no. All right, well. Yeah, we'll be coming back this way. Yeah, of course. It just, I mean, don't tell the others. It's better if they're focused... It's like a prank. ...on... Yes. Huh. Yes, it is, yeah. Huh. J- just keep everyone focused huh. on getting down there. Huh. And, you know, not worth mentioning that, that, that a couple of us just heading back because of, you know, not, yeah. not yeah, being, no, feeling yeah. great. Huh. Tap, but good luck! Taps his nose, then he goes, yeah. And then starts heading out towards the group. Okay. And uh, the group who was starting to turn around, he goes, no, it's nothing. It's nothing. No pranks. And then just starts, <laughs> just starts walking. Everyone looks a bit confused, and then they can just carry on towards the compound with that guy behind. Occasionally, you just hear a very distant. <laughs> <laughs> What's japes? <laughs> so there you go. Finally, the charm person worked. Everyone's Yay. been beating the DC up to now. He was very close, actually. He rolled quite high anyway. But yeah. man in mob is not known for his yeah. high will saves. <laughs> Save DCs just aren't very high in general, basically. Yeah, that's because some of them exist, which is all die. Yes. <laughs> Time for a break, I think. Oh, good point. So we'll leave it there and we'll come back in a couple of minutes. Cool. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Oh, hi. It's great to see you again. Hamid, no, of course you remember. You're looking well. It is a new cravat. Thank you. Aren't you sweet to notice? Oh, you must come and join us in the forum sometime. You can find it through the website, rustyquill.com. Yeah, I think the red here tastes a bit cork, don't you think? Anyway, you can get all the backstage gossip, the behind-the-scenes info. Be great to chat to you some more. Hamid! Hamid, what are you talking to that greasy little oik for? It's your round! Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, Bertie and Zolf and Sasha, they'll be there too. But anyway, it'd be lovely to talk to you some more. I'll hopefully see you soon. Hamid, I shall have the bottom half of the list this time, I think. Well, moustache, nice to see you. And welcome back. So, yeah, you guys successfully managed to avoid uh, a mob. <laughs> and uh, what do you do now? Uh, I want to hurry everyone towards the doors that I know lead to the stairs that will take us back up to the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give you an option before we describe the journey. Mm-hmm. You've got two major options, Sasha. You can either try and get out the way that you came in. Mm-hmm. There is the main stairway, but it is guarded, and there is like a keeper of the stairs who keeps track of everyone who goes up mm-hmm. and comes down. Although, to mention it, a while ago, Haringey did mention that he put in a word with the stair, yeah. the stairwayman to you know give you access. They're pretty much equally distant. It depends how you want to do it. But you would have to go through the racket territory both times. Oh. Uh. In, in, under both circumstances? In, under both circumstances. Okay. Uh, I think going back the way that we came to... Well, you didn't say the other option. Uh, the other option is the, 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 main, the main one with the Keeper of the right. Stairs and stuff, where okay. you basically go through official channels. We did get attacked the way we came. Yeah, I think I'm going to go to the main one, because it's less likely that Ashen is hanging around with a grudge. Uh, yeah, it, no one, no one. You know what, give me a knowledge local. Just to go, go a bit of other London politics. Uh, 18 Oof. plus All uh, of eight. the numbers, yeah. So, yeah, six, four, 26. 16, Four. 26. Sasha has had a bad day. <laughs> Get off <laughs> a case, on the head. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you know that all of the gangs have, uh, it's, it's more of a forced ceasefire when it comes to the main area, is... No one wants to disturb the main entrance because a lot of goods and stuff get sent down and come up and so on. Mm-hmm. So it's this weird thing where people tried to have trouble and then Upper London kind of put their foot down and went, no, 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 no we, we're not going to come down, but this bit has to get left. Mm. So it became this weird kind of halfway house once you're down the stairs where no one really tries to cause trouble. Mm. And the trade-off is that the the um, policemen who do have a very small presence there don't really pursue anyone out of that area. And mm. um, it's kind of like I said, it's sort of like a hub yep. that no one tries to mess with. So yeah, um, let's skip ahead. You guys make your way back through, making it through this bit of territory. It's um, quite empty compared to before. Obviously, it's later, and um, but also a huge number of people have just gone past in a mob. So yeah, you um, don't really run into any people. Is I, I go up to the one remaining guy at a jelly deal stand, an eel, salted eel stand, and I am significantly cheerier after having an eel. Right then. You get yourself a good eel. Yeah. Which yeah. both me and Lydia know is really actually nice. I buy an eel for 
Brutal. Because he helped dig me out. Oh, yeah, Brutal's uh, been quite slow. He's still got a little bit of a limp going on. We heal Brutal at some point. Um, we, we can do, but uh, I'm I'm out. All right, fair enough. I'm out okay. of magical help. <laughs> All right. So yeah, he's just like mm. you get you get him. I'm, I'm carrying brutal. Oh no, I also oh. carrying the hostage. A little bit. Yeah. I'm carrying both of them. Oh. <laughs> so there's there's Bertie tromping along with a hostage over one shoulder, brutal over the other, looking across, making to lick his face, then stopping because Bertie taught him a lesson about licking enemies. <laughs> 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 yeah, you're just stopping along. At some point, yeah, you feed, you feed, you feed Bruto a bit of eel. Yeah. He likes you, what's your face? <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> Does that thing where he keeps licking his nose over and over. <laughs> That's going to be the most horrible editing I ever have to do for that. Yeah. Don't edit that. Leave it in. Leave it in. I think the the our listenership needs to hear that. Yeah. Needs to needs to hear me RPing <laughs> a hellabilly salivating dog <laughs> eating an eel and then licking his own face. Fair enough. I, d- I don't know whether to turn the timer off or not. It's what, it's <laughs> that's, that's what makes us a unique yes. and special Look, podcast. It's, it's what the people want. Wait, so um, our USP is sloppy noises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, keeping it going, <laughs> you guys carry on through the territory. You start heading into racket territory. Mm-hmm. You get watched by a lot of eyes. Mm-hmm. No one, no one passes judgment. I'll go ahead and take a stab in the dark and say Sh- Sasha tries to skirt the uh, town hall as far as possible. Really. Yeah, we go slightly further because we are going around the edge of, say, the territory. Sure. Give me a perception check, Sasha. Oh, um, 19 plus. Okay. You notice at some point that Ashen starts to follow you, but not for very long before another person who was following you, who you also kind of noticed, (laughs) just steps out of a doorway into his way, and then he just gives the most evil he can possibly summon over a long distance. Mm. And you guys, yeah, just leave him behind. So, completely oblivious to all of this. Isn't this... A longer way around, can we just go? Well, I was thinking of avoiding the people that you know took us hostage before. They said they have their protection. Yeah, they're not the most trustworthy people, and it's not like yes. I'm sure Shash is taking the safest route. Right, fine. Okay, you guys, yeah, carry on through the racket territory. You make it into the more commercial areas, which feel a bit more familiar, and you're not heading to the wholesale market though. As you start heading through... Watch out for pickpockets, guys. We've got protection, but that does not include your pockets. Interestingly, it seems that once you're carrying a person over your shoulder, (laughs) people are less inclined to cause trouble rather than more. (laughs) It's weird. It's almost like when you're... And presumably none of you are now being subtle about weapons. You're like, I don't care. Don't care. Yeah. I have exactly the same number of weapons as before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are keeping their distance this I mean, time. The thing is, it wouldn't be too unusual a sight down there. That's the thing, now you all look yeah. like like we, mess. It's, it's... We are completely filthy. Like I've got chunks like that whilst healed. Like I'm guessing is there a trait for picking up scars? Like um, what tends to happen actually, so here's a good one, is there are a few rules regarding missing body parts and things like that. I tend to institute a rule which I quite like, which is any time you are knocked below zero, mm-hmm. you get a scar. Yeah. Oh, the I, fable method. Yeah, I like it. I, I think it's good. It gives you characters some kind of proper history. Yeah. So you know what? I'll let you choose. You've gained a scar. Yeah. 
that will be permanent. What kind of scar is it? Where would you like it? How big are we talking? Because if it's a small one, then I might have it like through the eyebrow. It's going to be fairly large, like right. hand span large, because that was an enormous explosion in right. your face. So it'll probably be on the front half. Of yeah, it is. So shoulder to neck, you can see if she's if she's wearing a jacket that there is the beginning of like a burn. Sure. That is at the side of her neck mm -hmm. and going down. But most of it while she's wearing a jacket is sort of... But yeah, you, I get you, you. You can see like from the side of the jaw corner kind of down there. Yeah, it? yeah. Okay. Sure. So, you guys carry on and you make it to the central hub. As you get closer and closer, it becomes readily apparent that the most um, well-off merchants in other London are obviously placing themselves here. Eventually, you actually see in the distance a guard like an actual town guard, what you recognise as an upper London town guard, with a scowl on his face and seems to be um, stood beside what looks like a, a freight elevator of some kind. And yeah, people are giving him a wide berth and you guys are on a street. It's fairly busy, but no one's even batting an eyelid at you guys anymore. No one, no one recognises you as other anymore. Or better yet, they do recognise you as other. Other London, that is. Um... <laughs> I'm not good at you. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, we're good. We <laughs> head straight up to the guard. Yeah. Yep. We sound as tired as our characters. Move along. We're going up. Alright, give me your papers. We don't have them, but you can talk to Sergeant Arrogate about that. You mentioned, um, he just pulls the... I'll, now that we're heading out of other London, mm -hmm. I will clean up everyone a bit if they allow me to. Sure. Even with press the digitation. Uh, oh, does, any, does everyone allow you, by the way? Yeah, I do. Uh, I flinch a bit, so maybe it doesn't work quite as much. Sure. But yeah. It's it's tidying. It's you know it's very much cosmetic rather than. Yeah, but that's that's like the first time that I sort yeah. of realised that there's a big burn down my neck. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the the dog when you come near, having seen other people get clean, is like. I'll clean the dog. What, what colour does he turn out to be under all the mop? <laughs> um, White. <laughs> As the driven snow. <laughs> um, it's mostly a uh, like a hazel brown with mottled darker patches. So he looks like he's still covered in mud. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you presumably head into the, the elevator mm -hmm. on the lift. Mm -hmm. Head in, he closes the trellis, pulls the thing. It's slow, like super, super slow. So how much was this going to be for us all? Quite a lot. Wonder whether where you could go on quite a lot. It depends whether or not he considers the job finished. That's why I don't like taking conditional contracts, but um, we didn't really have much of a choice. We got like the notebook, we got the guy. Like, it can torture out whatever we don't have. Yeah. Uh, can I have a look at the notebook? Uh, yes, um, there, there you go. I look through it, see what I can figure mm -hmm. out. You see a couple of passages that are written in magical script. I cast Read Magic. Oh, yay! Yay! <laughs> Thank goodness you picked that skill! I, I, I mutter just, just gently to myself, I could never get that spell to work before. <laughs> Sure. And then um, just accept it. <laughs> so, as with Sasha, how long are you going to spend reading it? Um, the entire lift journey, at the very least. Right, so yeah, you're reading through it, and you see that some of the stuff is in arcane, some of it's not, and what Sasha will have seen is sort of gobbledygook. 
once you have the read magic stuff part of it, it seems like he swaps, whoever wrote it, presumably Edison, swaps freely between magical sure. script and non-magical script, just just as if he was bilingual. In fact, you notice some other languages in there as well. Portions of it seem to be a diary of some kind, day 67, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It seems to be split into about, about six broad sections. And looking at some of the sort of technical designs, um, let's say, Sasha, you're looking a bit over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the technical designs seem broadly independent per those sections. So on one of the sections, there's a lot of drawings of, like, you know, like a nervous system? Mm-hmm. A lot of sketches of that and stuff like that. And then on another one, there's sort of um, a few more sketches to do with, like, a, a human skeleton and things like that. And then a skeleton for, like, a massive orc and things like that. It's very piecemeal. It's clearly no coherency to it. And you notice, reading through it, there's this weird thing where he gives equal weight to, I bought an ice cream um, at this little place in Paris. Absolutely lovely. Definitely going to meet Francois again or whatever. Things that you notice are, yeah, um, in the first section, there's a lot to do with this guy called Francois. um, Francois-Henri. He seems to spend a lot of time with them. You just see the name a lot. You don't go into huge amounts of depth because it's, you know, it's a sizable notebook. Mm-hmm. On another one, you see that there's a lot of dedication on like the, the place of Prague. Like a lot of talking about Prague. Loves mm-hmm. the Prague architecture apparently, stuff like that. And there's a key taped to one. You know what? Give me a perception check, all of you. I have a total of sixteen. Twenty-one. Twenty-four. Twenty. Hamid. You recognise a safety deposit box key. Mm. There's a there's basically I use a number. my skill recognised plot hook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a number printed on it, but you would have to consult records to actually trace a safety deposit box rather than just know. Ah, yes, box three two six nine four four four. That's an Antarctica bank. <laughs> um, also, you again encounter that origami swan, and while examining it, you find that written on it is just a little phrase that says for teaching me not to forget my culture. Just mm. a bit weird. Yeah. But that's written on the actual swan. There's that shard of metal that Sasha saw. And then... What type of metal is it? It's the same as was on the simulacrum. Yes. You would have to give me an appraise check to recognise it at a glance. It's non-magical. The actual right. metal appears non-magical. I can do I that appraise check. You already did and didn't yeah. recognise it, so I, I couldn't get no. you to do another. And then, last, last but not least, you see on the very, very back page, effectively the words of, and I guess this is it, and there's just a sort of a seed, maybe the size of an index finger, quite a large seed, quite flattened, and it has a, it's weird in that it has a metallic sheen but appears to be an actual seed. It doesn't look like someone made a seed out of metal. Mm. It is a seed that appears to have a, it's like the sheen of petrol, say, or something like that. And yeah, it's mostly, it's a lot of sketches to do with the simulacrum and anecdotal, ooh, I met this guy, this guy's been really useful for Blah, but not actually going into any real depth regarding it. Like, he did say that, well, the, the, like, the guy on the roof, he did say that there were blueprints too, but, but, the, but someone they, they left. were gone, yeah. The, 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 the fourth person we were told about, Jeremy. Jeremy. Je- yeah, like, so, well, I'm guessing that this guy, prodding the still unconscious. Um, he's not conscious, he's just oh. gagged and oh. still because he's tired of Bertie occasionally just shaking his shoulder to shut yeah. him up. Whoopsie! Wobble! Yeah, Wobble! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing that that guy will be able to tell us. Okay, so the elevator sort of clanks up to a stop and it opens into an actual building. It's not a very large, very unglamorous foyer. There appears to be large 
sort of double doors at the other end. You know the sort of foldy metal ones that you get for freight yeah. and things yeah. like that. And there's just a, a person behind a counter, uh, behind a glass counter to one side. The guard comes over, just mutters something. He just pushes over some paperwork for you to sign. Um, and yeah, you guys head on. Are you heading straight to Central? Yep. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe swing by Hamlet's for a bit. <laughs> yeah, just ch- chill out a bit. Would you like a drink? Oh, you've got a gag in that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you head through the city. And now you start drawing a lot of attention from people. Most of the attention's on Bertie with a person trussed over one shoulder and a dog happily bouncing along on the other. You're, you seem to be a curiosity, like no one's yelling things or anything like that. But... Don't mind us, official police business, carry on, carry on. Give me a perception check, Bertie. 19 minus Ooh. 1 is 18. Wow. You see from a balcony a uh, couple of gnomes sort of just lean over, make a point of allowing you to see them. Give a nod and then sip some tea and you just carry on walking. Right. These gnomes have been in the background a lot. Uh, my my skills of sense plot hook is just <laughs> going wild over here. It's your spidey sense tingling, yes. Um That's fine. So, yeah, you keep going. And then you make it to central. You head up the front steps. Hi, can I? Oh. Yeah. You're in Seattle, Yep, that's, that's Zolf and... Party, yes. Yeah, right, yeah. Okay. He... This peers off. You hear a oh. he pokes his head out. We got him. I think I love you, Zolf. <laughs> Not appropriate. Let's go with the conversation. Here, now. He opens his office door as before. Just before we enter, uh, I am just going to quickly mutter low enough. Uh, to for only these guys to hear, not hanging inside the office, is don't mention the notebook. Let's go in. Okay, he opens the door. Put him down. Bertie? Bertie uh, drops uh, the uh, prisoner next to a chair, just straight on the floor, yep. but very deliberately not in the chair. Mm-hmm. Um, as you're doing that, Haringey is literally bodily swept all the paperwork off his desk again, pushed his desk up against the back wall, and has gone out, looked both left and right, closed the door, pushed his chairs to the side, and ignores the person that you've caught, gives it a glance, and then turns to you guys. Right, who saw you bring him here? Uh, like half the town. Up, um, Upper London. And most of other. Right. Five minutes. He opens the door, steps out, and closes the door behind him. What was that about, then? I have no idea. What is this about the notebook? I'm starting to get a bad just... about this. I think we should probably keep that under our hats. We did what he asked. He wanted us to bring the perpetrators. That's it. That's Sorry. The notebook doesn't have very much about um, the simulacrum in it, but I think there's some other things in there that are a bit strange. I think it might be worth us just finding them out by Bert, ourselves. Bertie undoes the gag of the prisoner and says, You there, young man! Why, why would the sergeant care who saw us bring you here? As you undo the gag, the moustache comes away with the hanky that you pushed in. <gasps> what does that mean? <laughs> I, oh, you react in character, It was boy. a fake moustache. There was a fake moustache. A fake moustache? A fake moustache? You, young man, you should just wait until your body is ready. Can I have perception check? You can give me a perception check to better examine the person. Oh, I got 20. <laughs> I see her soul! <laughs> <laughs> So, I know what she had for breakfast. So with the moustache removed, it's yeah. like Sasha's like, oh, I should. Let's say that Sasha gets out of her headspace. Obviously, she's been kind yeah. of like a lot of dwelling. And... I almost got blown up. I did get blown up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> just survived it. So yeah, you just can't. Yeah, Sasha managed to get herself sort of out of yeah. that zone. It's like, 
Oh, well, that's obviously it. Reaches out, yeah. pulls a goatee off, yeah. and then proceeds to pull the hair, which is just a wig. Oh, falls right. away. It's a good quality wig, like a really high quality wig. Okay. And it reveals what is, to you at least, very clearly a woman who has certain sort of androgynous-esque features, yeah. but with blonde-ish hair, kind of dirty blonde hair, right. tied up, not long, just shortish, dirty blonde hair um, beneath the wig. Right. All right. You You are not cool guy i mean if you are like that is that is, that is un- <laughs> yeah that that is unoriginal <laughs> uh like what who are you she just looks at all of you and i think we'll end it there no oh, i love the ability to just stretch it and make all of you hate me you're oh. a terrible person it's delicious it's we, delicious. we should have one more episode to go before the end of the day right we get to hear what's next oh yeah we get the wonderful oh, thing that we know you've got to wait a week ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're only doing this because we dislike you all personally. Just uh, oh, James is sweet talking the audience. Swapping from one moment personal praise <laughs> and hat advice. Yeah. Oh, James's love is fickle. He's a capricious, yeah, yeah, a capricious me. player. Oh yeah, like the wind. Uh, <laughs> ooh, one way, flowing another, and then going like ah, I'm the wind. Oh, I'm going away from you now because I find you unappealing. And then coming back and yeah, and you learn. I'm, I'm mm. just going to make a thread on the forum, which is nothing but spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> and I will find someone to shut that down. Anyway, Harley <laughs> and Bryn have a bit of a talking to. I think we'll uh, call it there and then we'll see you again Yay. next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non Commercial International license. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit rustyquill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill, or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening. Um, fine and Bryn uh, I think the best way to avoid Alex using this in the outtakes is to f***ing swear a lot because <laughs> then he can't put it in the f***ing recording oh, so if I just f- every song <laughs> there's no chance of me ending up in the outtake oh dear when you were talking about jellied seal I missed the opportunity but I did really want to ask does it taste like a kiss from a rose ah. <laughs> Oh, that was bottled up inside me. That may be the first blooper that I'm going to quietly take from this episode and shunt into the last one. Oh, dear. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled woe period begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or... 
check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later.